Hey coaches, you are listening to the 323 Sports Podcast, where you can keep up with breaking news in the team sports industry, enjoy fun interviews with coaches, and gain insight on how to build your athletic program. On this episode, we hear from a NCAA Division I men's basketball national champion and former NBA player, David Noel. He shares how he handles the challenges of recruiting as the head boys basketball coach at Southern High School in Durham, North Carolina. Welcome, David. Thank you for taking time out of your day, man, to come and uh, talk with us. Appreciate it, man. Thank you all for having me. Did you, when, when you do this, do you you got the little fake applause that they, that they do? I, I, that's what I want in the we background. That, well, yeah, if we they, don't. He's like, we got David Noel, the fake applause in the background <laughs> like that. Actually, I probably could add that in. I definitely probably could. So we'll we'll fake. That's good we'll stuff. Fake, uh, good stuff. Yeah. And, of course, Keith Rogers joined us, co-owner of 323 Sports. Thank you. Good uh, to be big here. North Carolina fan. As I'm well. a big North Carolina. North, I'm, I'm mainly a big North Carolina basketball fan. I, I'm not saying I don't follow the other sports, but basketball is where I live. So. I don't know, man. You might want to be jumping on this football bandwagon. We, we, we your boy John has, man. He's hey. all about football. And yeah. so I just – I don't know. I never played football. I just couldn't quite get into it. So basketball is where I live. So that's, yeah, that's, what I, that's what I know. Yep, guys. I love that. Well, David, tell us a little bit about your background, just your playing career for those people who don't know. Uh, um, just dive right into it, man. That's, that, that, honestly, it's crazy that we're talking about Carolina football because uh, out of Southern, I, I, I grew up in Durham. I went to Southern Durham where I coach now. Okay. Um, but out of Southern Durham, I committed to North Carolina as a football player. Oh, um, nice. So uh, – and, and I chose North Carolina because they had the uh, history of guys playing two sports. And, you know, I, I was I was a two-sport athlete, uh, and it, it, it just kind of was a part of me. So uh, I was getting all of the hype in, in, in football and then turn around. I, I win player of the year my senior year in basketball. North Carolina uh, doesn't have one of the greatest years uh, before that in 2001. And uh, they had – brought in this great recruiting class and wanted to add to it. And, and they came and saw one of my teammates and ended up seeing me play as well. Um, and I had a huge night that night. I want to say I finished with like a triple-double, 29, nice. something crazy. But nice. um, to play that way in front of the coaches was was kind of key. And then mm-hmm. they yeah. came to me after the game and was like, hey, do you think you just want to play basketball? And I was like – Oh shoot! Like you mean like for North Carolina? Like so you know I was excited, um, and then you know they I was like okay that's cool yeah where's the scholarship? Ah uh, yeah about that we ain't got one of those so I was like man so you know where I come from my mom didn't have any money so I was kind of worried about that but uh, ended up talking it over with my sister we we talked about student loans and all that kind of stuff which again I didn't I didn't I didn't know anything about but we ended up uh, walking on. Uh, my freshman year, and then Coach Doherty had uh, promised me scholarships for the next three years. Uh, but unfortunately, he got fired Whoa. right at my freshman at the end of my freshman year. So Dude, Coach Williams that. comes in, and now I'm like, oh man, I'm getting ready to go back to football. I need to transfer or something. They're like, I'm, my my mind is going crazy. But uh, Coach Williams did the. Uh, did me a huge favor by granting me a scholarship without really necessarily knowing me and all that wow. kind of stuff. And and from there on, it was kind of peaches and cream from there. So it was good stuff, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, you guys did win a national championship. Yep, 2005. That's right. And what was that? What team against? Did you play against? We played Illinois, 75-70 to 70 That's was right. the final score. 
Was, Keith, you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember exactly where I was watching that, baby. I needed yeah. that because we had had some down years. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd been I'd been missing my years of Vince and Antoine. And ever since <laughs> then, we'd been down a little bit. But then we were back. And yeah. it was nice. It was an exciting year for us. It was it was it was a it was a complete grind through the entire season. We we knew we were good, uh, and, and we we just had to lock in each and every day, bring it each and every yeah. day, and, and and we did that, and it turned into a national championship. So that was a great game great. too, because that was that was an awesome. That was a great Illinois team. Yeah, and we because they had only one loss. Yeah, they had only one loss. Wow. We kind of took it to them and held on. Because they, they made it interesting in the end. We had, yeah. we had a little lead, and they, they started to pull in a little so, bit. Like, the crazy part about that game was, like, most of, most of our games, pretty much all of our games that year were kind of the reverse of that game. Yeah. The teams uh-huh. would stick with us during the first half, and then, like, we ran so much, and we had so much depth that we would pull away at the end. Yeah. But yeah. we came out and blitzed them. <laughs> like, so we were up a good yeah, comfortable number like at halftime mm-hmm. and then you know they came storming back and it was like oh shoot it got yeah. close and <laughs> nail biter and and you know Raymond Felton made a couple free throws Marvin Williams got a great tip in mm-hmm. um Sean was unbelievable throughout the the entire tournament but especially yeah. in that game um so yeah it, man it was it was special man it, it was something different so what kind of led you – what was the next step for you, NBA? Yeah, so I ended up getting drafted. Uh, at, well, after those guys left in 2005, because had they stayed, I probably would have played football. But <laughs> after um, after they left in 2005, uh, we entered the season in 2006, and I was able to kind of step out and show a little bit more of what I could do. Um, and it, it, it led me to getting drafted, man. Uh, awesome. it, was, it was a blessing for sure. Uh, got drafted in the second round, 39th overall pick by the Milwaukee Bucks and played two years in the league. Um, then I spent that next year in the D League, and then after that I went overseas just to kind of, awesome. you know, spread the wealth, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> see the world kind of deal. Now, where did you play overseas at? Um, so I started off in Spain. Um, started off in Spain, then I went to the Philippines, and then France is kind of where I made made my name. Yeah. Like that that league over there is athletic. They you get yeah. five Americans. Um, so you oh, so really? you kind of yeah. Oh, okay. Well, not now. They oh, yeah. they've kind of changed okay. the rules since since then. Used to then. be two, right? Yeah, only two yeah. Americans. Well, in France, it's pretty much always been five. But like okay. Spain, you only got two. Yeah. Uh, a couple other countries, you only get two. But in, in Spain, you uh, excuse me, in France, you've always gotten yeah, five. five. Now they've kind of shrunk that number a little. Do most of the teams have their five. Yeah, all of them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's not yeah. all. Is it? They're starting five all American. No, no. Yeah, sometimes they mix it up. You, you, you. Like the French guys are really good. Yeah. They, they can, they can play this game, and they, they grow up uh, in their academies and all that kind of stuff, and they can really play this game. Um, yeah. And but most of the time, the Americans carry most of the load, yeah. and that comes with, you know, a lot of if you're losing. Yeah, the Americans gonna go first yeah. kind of deal. So, um, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I liked, I, I pretty much loved everywhere I played in yeah. France, uh, and, and it was a great experience, uh, especially Paris. I played in Paris for two years. That oh, was wow. cool, expensive as heck, but it was cool. <laughs> now, where are the fans? What are the fans like over there? I know, obviously, you you play at Carolina and that fan base. And uh, what are the fans? They, they, they love their basketball over there? Um, it's a little bit 
it depends on where you are. Depends yeah. on what city. Like you, you, you say a team like Limoges, who is huge in history and all that kind of stuff. Their fans are buck wild. Yeah. Places like <laughs> Vichy, their their players are buck wild. Uh, <laughs> even there in Rowan, where I started off, like we had a great following because the city was so small. That was yeah. really all you could do. But yeah. now in Paris, yeah, our fans wasn't they wasn't like <laughs> like they yeah. they really didn't care about basketball that much. Yeah. They 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 were more soccer people. But yeah, um, but it depends on where you are. But like. Yeah. Each game is each game is packed, yeah. but sometimes it's wine and cheese. Other times yeah. it's all out yeah. Euro style, <laughs> like we're gonna burn this place down if y'all lose, yeah. kind of deal. So, but it, it, it was great, man. Great experience everywhere. I always love playing on the road in France, yeah. though. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Now, once the dust settles and everything, what kind of led you to now become the coach at Southern High? Like, what were the steps I've taken for that? So, um, probably halfway through my career, I kind of knew that I wanted to be a coach. Um, I had I had talked about it. I had learned a little bit more about the game. I started seeing the game differently as a player. Uh, so, it, it was kind of just in me, so to speak. Um, and then once my body started to fail me a little bit, so I started kind of feeling – so, I, I have arthritis in both of my hips, and I started to feel it in probably about – I want to say 2014, mm. which is which was one of the years I was getting ready to hang it up early, but ended up playing another three years. So when I when I when I retired in 2017, I kind of knew that it was what I wanted to do. Um, so I I, I kind of used that entire year that I was playing to kind of call college coaches and uh, kind of dive into the background things of uh, of. Of, of coaching, I started making practice plans. I started doing uh, watching film with my coaches overseas just to kind of see like how they broke things down and why they were doing things. And I used to watch my coach watch our game after a game that we had played. So on the bus, like so, say we're on the road on the bus, he would he would watch the film and he would just hit the space bar. The space bar is the pause button, mm-hmm. and he just ah oh, like so we lost. So we, of course of course we like if after a loss he's like ah oh, he's all mad and but even after a win ah oh, he's all mad. But and the crazy part about it is I do that now <laughs> as a coach because I'm watching film on 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 some of our games and I hit the space bar like man what in the heck are we doing like so I understand it now. But it's uh but it is it, is really. It was really, I, I want to say, just in me. Um, I kind of knew, again, about halfway through my career. And what led me to Southern was, uh, first off, didn't get anything in college. Um, again, I was trying to network that entire year, but nothing was opened up. Um, and then uh, one day, the athletic director from Southern called me and was like, hey, our, our coaching is open, our, our basketball coaching spot is open I said what because they had a really good year so the coach ended up stepping down just kind of out of the blue um and it was kind of like perfect timing so initially I was kind of hesitant because I was saying like man I want to go to college first but after that man it was just like you know what let's let's get this thing a shot I to come out and be a head coach I was like man I'm gonna you know I'll make my mistakes I can learn um I can I can I can develop uh, I can see what I like and what I don't like. And these last two years have been absolutely phenomenal. I've learned so much over the last couple of years, and it's, and it's all due to uh, the, the, the opportunity that Southern Durham gave me. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Now, you also do AAU, right? Yeah. As well, so that's yeah. basically double. It is. <laughs> and but AAU is a completely different monster, though. Yeah. Like, you, you, I have so much control in – 
in in high school. Yeah. AAU is a completely different monster. You're, you're getting all of uh, the top guys from their team, and you're trying to bring yeah. that together, and hopefully they they mesh and it becomes a cohesive unit and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And that, and that's in that's in basketball period. But AAU is right now. Uh, I think it's a I, honestly I think it's a spectacle. Yeah, more like, alpha, more alpha dogs trying, yeah. to, trying to work together. Yeah, everybody wants to do their own thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's all about me. How many offers do I got? Like, but like yeah. the trash talk is even different now. It ain't like yeah, your mama is no. Nah, it's how many offers you got? What? What? Like, yeah. like what are y'all talking about? Oh, like, yeah, I got such and such on me. Oh, okay, and like yeah. so, it's, like it's different now, man. But um, yeah. again, I still I still enjoy it. I love it. Every piece of it. Uh, AAU has taught me a lot as well. Just as just as much as the high school scene. Yeah. That's awesome. So so with coaching coaching your kids there at Southern and AAU, you kind of hinted a little bit of a difference mm-hmm. of players nowadays than, mm-hmm. than were your era. Oh, So, yes. like, what are what are some differences you already can see now? Man, everybody lives off a of highlight tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you don't really have to be good anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media is taking this thing to a whole nother platform. Yes. All you do is put some clips together of your best plays, and now everybody mm-hmm. think you're good. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, he can play. Yeah. No, he can't. No, you can't. You go so, to the game live, right? And it's like, yeah, it's like where's all of this stuff you was doing on the highlight tape? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that's the biggest piece in it. Like everybody is out for a highlight tape or or or, or an offer instead of looking for the best fit and what school do I belong at? Like instead of like, I think social media is taking it to where you you've taken the pureness. Um, out of the game, so to speak, because yeah. nobody you, you don't go and just watch kids anymore and see their their flaws and and what they do good and how you can help them develop is and and it's mostly on the kids, not necessarily the coaches. Some of the coaches fall into that too, but uh, the kids are all about oh man, if I get this highlight tape, I'm gonna get this yeah. offer from North Carolina or I'm gonna yeah. get this offer from Kansas. So you know, it's <laughs> no son, you got to put in the work. And, and, and that's what mm-hmm. I try to harp on my kids uh, every single day, especially at Southern, um, to just continue to work. Put your head down and just work. And then by the time you look up, man, you'll be exactly where you want to be. So Yeah, because, I mean, at, the, at a certain point, you got to realize that these coaches, these coaches know this stuff. Right. I mean, the, this, these coaches know I'm not going to look at a highlight tape and go, wow, like an average Joe off the street that may sit there and go, wow, mm-hmm. look at that. Mm-hmm. The coach is going to go, all right, let me see you play. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, because anybody can put together a highlight reel. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say anybody, but, you know. Well, pretty close. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. You got anybody, anybody can do it. You, <laughs> you take the most garbage person on the team, man. He, he made a couple buckets throughout the year. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he mixed that thing together, put his good music on yeah. it, Now he got a highlight tape. <laughs> well, that's something that I did. That, that really wasn't around early 2000s. Right, I mean, right. No, and then, no and one and really and had, you know, max preps and highlight reels mm-hmm. and, you know. You and I think that's the biggest difference, like, if, play. if there were exactly you had to go see this dude like mm-hmm. if I was the number one guy in, in the state I had to go see the number two dude in the state yeah. mm-hmm. I had we and we had to lock horns and we had to play against each other mm-hmm. now it's okay he's he's the number one guy in the state oh because he got a highlight tape like <laughs> like you don't they don't have but that, to but that can get into the head a little bit and then when they walk into the gym it's kind of like you know, they're not ready to lock horns and grind. Because right. It's like, I've already got this status. Mm-hmm. I don't need to play with yeah. you because I've got this status. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, it was like, I'm ready to lock horns with anybody. anybody. Because i got to prove it. Right, exactly. It's like these highlight tapes have already supposedly proved that they're 
elite. Right. Right. You got to get yeah. in there. Got to get in the grind. Yeah, so so that's probably one of the biggest challenges for you, you think, to, to make sure these kids are like, all right, you put the work in. Right. Don't just go out there and create a highlight tape. All right. Even though those are has some advantages for that, right? Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But what are some maybe some other good ways you could probably connect with kids and just make them understand, like, it takes work to, to be the best? I, I honestly think it, it falls upon the coaches. Like, yeah. like, we have a job and an obligation to uh, help these kids understand where they are going. Um, and especially – someone like me who's been there before and and I I try not to use this with our kids but I end up having to tell them every season I've played everywhere that you want to go yeah no matter no matter no matter what it is that you want to do if you want to go overseas if you want to play in the NBA if you want to play in the D-League I've done it all if you want to play in a high major anything that you've high school I've done it all so um I want to convey to you that this is what it's going to take. All I can do is give you the blueprint of it. It's about you on how you build it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you the blueprint. I am not going to like hold this in my pocket and try to keep it away from you. It is my job to give you the blueprint, and now you build how you want to build. If you want to build up, build up. If you want to build out, build out. But it's up to you and how you take that information and process it and get better. And and my my continued message will always be put in the work. Because you can always fall back on that. You can't fall back on the highlight tape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that goes right into, like, the recruiting aspect, too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if these kids want to be recruited in college, which now I don't know exactly what the NBA has done. Like, do they require, still require one year of college? For, for now. now. For okay. now, yeah. So, basically, if kids want to go pro, I mean, you got to go, go to college <coughs> or go overseas. But for recruiting purposes, like, what are some – things that you kind of face with recruiting like what are some methods that you do to like get in contact with these coaches across the country for kids who want to play somewhere mm-hmm. you know come what, what does that process look like for you as a coach so the first thing I did um because I, I saw we had a lot of talent in Durham and it was and Durham was going heavily under recruited for whatever mm-hmm. reason so the first thing I did when I got the job at Southern was I emailed every single d1 in the country every d2 in the country and every D3 on the East Coast. Wow. So, and and literally, one email at a time. Wow. Like, that was the, that was <laughs> the first thing I did. It did. It took me forever. <laughs> but I got them all out, I, and, and, I, and I was just shooting them to maybe the either if, if, I, if, they, if they gave the head coach's email or if they gave the, like, the top assistant's email, mm-hmm. that's who I was trying to get my message to. Like, hey, I'm at Southern Durham now. Um. My name is David Noel. You might remember me, but if even if you don't, it really doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I need you to get to Durham because we got some kids that are very capable and worth the look. Mm-hmm. Um, so once that happened, you know, of course, some of this stuff goes unseen, but I started getting a couple emails back, and now, I'm, now I got contact information. Now I got a number. So, And then I jumped into AAU um, was – my jump to AAU was, one, to continue my coaching, but also to build relationships with college coaches because they're out doing the live periods and all that kind of stuff. So you get a chance to, to, to speak and talk to them. And, and now now you, you get a chance to see some of your, your, your friends who were who you played against and all that kind of stuff in certain – in different roles. Excuse me. 
Um, and now they're college coaches. So now you get to reconnect and all of that kind of stuff. So um, that was that was really the biggest thing for me uh, was was letting them know where I was, what I wanted to do, and that we did have um, kids that were capable of playing yeah. D1, D2, or D3 basketball in Durham. So that, yeah. that was what I did. Yeah, that's, that's – I mean, that's smart. I mean, you, you get out your message to everybody mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. I, I feel that's the best way to do things, honestly, if – People don't know who you are or know about your program, then nobody's going to come calling. Right. You know, well, it's an important lesson to remember. What he just did there is, and anybody listening can take that advice. What he did was talking about athletics. You know, he had to grind, he had to work hard, whatever. Mm-hmm. That same principle, he just applied right there yeah. in his in 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 his new job. No, it wasn't athletics, but there's not that many people would probably send an email to no. every three. I mean, that took a ton of time. And that was a grind. That was hard work. And over time, that'll pay off. And, you know, that's – I mean, obviously, it's a basic principle from, from the beginning of humanity. But mm-hmm. you work hard, good that's things it. will happen. Good things will happen. That's I agree. It. I agree. Yeah. And that's my lesson for today. I learned that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so to kind of wrap things up here, um, you got some kids who are probably talented enough to go, mm-hmm. you know, play D1. Um, now, have some kids – mentioned to you hey you know coach I want I want to go pro like what would you say to him so at my level um high school I never I never talk about pro simply because there is a gap in between that yeah right now it is anyway now I don't think we have we've had any kids at Southern Durham that are that are capable of going from high school straight to the NBA we Mm -hmm. we just haven't had that but um if I run across one of those, then it'll definitely be a different conversation. But for now, I always talk to my guys about shrinking the gap from high school to college, mm. whether that's terminology, whether that's effort, whether that's uh, work ethic, whatever it is. I want you to work so hard here that once you get to the next level, it's going to seem easy. Yeah. Or if it's just as hard, you at least used to doing that. So that's my biggest thing um, as a coach when we talk about kids going pro because now it's it's the college coach's job to get you to pro. And then we also talk about skill development. Uh, the summers are huge. And I know a lot of it is filled with AAU basketball, but if you're not working on your game as an individual, then how can you make my team better? So that's that's one of the biggest pieces I always tell them. I say, man, if you get better as an individual, then we get better as a team. Because if you if you can take your weakness and turn it into a solid, it ain't even got to be a strength. Yeah. It's just solid. Just be solid. Now yeah. we are better. Yeah. Because if you can't shoot it, now they can't. Now now they can back off of you. But if you make that shooting solid, now they at least have to respect it. And now. They ain't got five guys in the paint. Or look, just little things like that. You know what I'm saying? So um, so skill development and, and teaching them the game is the, the, the two biggest pieces that I think will help them get to the pro level. Because once you have the skill, and then I always tell them, too, I'm going to teach you the game in your mind first, and your body will follow. So, mm. <clears throat> excuse me. So after that, um, I just kind of everything else I leave up to them because yeah. at the end of the day, I can't I can't want it more than you as a player. Like as a as a coach, I can I can 
asking, hey, you want to get in the gym today? Hey, you want to get in the gym today? Eventually, I'm going to stop asking. Yeah. And that now it's got to be on you. It's got to be on you. That In order to be a pro, there is a certain hunger. There is a certain want to. There is a certain work ethic that you have to have. And if you don't have it, then I don't think anybody can put that in you. Mm-hmm. So at yeah. the end of the day, you have to just go and, and, and try your best to get it. Yeah. yeah. The intangibles, I guess is what they call it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. Now, Dave, can you give us your Instagram handle for those people who want to look you up and, and follow you? Yeah, man. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, I hadn't been that active lately, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or Twitter? Or school. Twitter, too. Uh, yeah. It's actually the same. It's both now because my, my first Twitter got hacked, and I don't know how it <laughs> oh, happened. No. So I, I had a few followers on Twitter. I, I'm not a bit tweeter. But I'm trying to get back into it because, again, yeah. <laughs> social media is everywhere. We kind of missed it. Yeah, we, we, gotta, we were barely before right, the social media. Right, yeah. yeah. We, we were Facebook. Facebook was huge. <laughs> we was, we were, MySpace. We were Facebook, MySpace. Yeah, buddy, MySpace. I had a nice little page on MySpace. <laughs> but, yeah, you can follow me at, at I underscore Coach Noel. That's N-O-E-L for those of y'all who want to spell my name with a W. <laughs> N-O-E-L. Um and yeah, just follow me, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, again, I don't tweet much, but I Instagram a lot. I love that. Well, thank you, David, for coming in, man. It really was a pleasure having you here. Thank y'all, to, man. To give it's us your, your advice. Yeah. And really, I think this is really going to help some coaches kind of think about the next things for if they're a high school coach to be mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, these are some great insights of how to, to approach the college recruiting thing, like sending out an email to everybody in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yep. just what, what it's going to take. Absolutely. So we really do appreciate uh, you coming here today, man. And uh, hopefully uh, we can have you back here at some point. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. I'm always yeah. willing to take the drive. Appreciate, appreciate you working with us and giving us a shot at helping you guys out too, man. Yeah, man. Thank that. y'all. Thank y'all so much for what y'all do. All right, guys. Peace out. And with that, that concludes our episode for this month. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about who we are and what we do, check out our website at 323sports.com. Also, guys, be sure to check out our social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We post daily stories on Instagram, so make sure you have fun and engage with us. As always, don't forget to do it right. Right.